This is Relic Radio Thrillers. Thanks for joining me this Friday. We're going to hear this week from Authors Playhouse, an NBC series that aired from March of 1941 to June of 1945, produced over 200 episodes. Our story today is from July 28, 1944. It's titled Two of a Kind. by revealing an amazing secret. Author's Playhouse presents H. Bernard Dixon's gripping story of heroism below the sea. Two of a kind. Hello. Hello, Ward Moran. Yeah, Moran speaking. This is Admiral Ross Daly. You're the diver and salvage engineer? Yes, sir. This is a confidential matter, Moran. A submarine of the old S-type was sunk in a collision a few hours ago just off the Olympic Peninsula. She lies in about 24 fathoms. We have the equipment for you. A Navy plane will pick you up at the Alameda Terminal within the hour. Now, wait a minute. What's the matter with your Navy divers? Why pick on a civilian? Most of them are down in the South Seas. With even a properly equipped trawler here. You'll have to work from a destroyer. Well, I don't know. I'm pretty tired. Just came off a job. Minesweeper wreck. Listen, Moran, I haven't time to persuade you. You have an excellent reputation. Perhaps you can save the men. Men? What men? Four men are trapped in the forward compartment. Still alive. That's different. We're wasting time. Have everything ready and see if you can dig up a couple of experienced helpers. I'll take care of everything. By the way, there's a man in your city living at the Beauchamp Hotel. Named John Wilson. Bring him along with you. He's an experienced diver and has a thorough knowledge of the S-type subs. I could use a man like that. So can we. See you in the morning. All right, sir. Goodbye. I have to work fast. Hello. Get me a cab and hold him there. Try to get Charlie. He's a fast driver. I'll be down in ten minutes. Okay, Mr. Moran. Here's the Beauchamp Hotel. Ten minutes flat. Very good time. Wait for me. And don't follow any blonde. Uh, Yes, sir. You, John Wilson? Yeah, I'm Wilson. Got a job for you. I don't want a job. Go away. Leave me alone. Sorry, brother, but the Navy says I'm to deliver you to Alameda Airport. And for my money, that's an order. Come on. Out of that bed and into a shower. Uh, Come away. Come on. I said out of the bed. You want to fight? Later I'll fight with you. Right now you're going out of the shower. Come on. Over here now. Come on. In there. Come on. 
Telling me what this is all about? Sorry I had to be rough with you back in the hotel. But you were in no condition to be reasoned with. I had to get you in. Yeah, I gathered that. But why? Navy orders. For to help save some men trapped in a sunken submarine. I'm Mort Moran. I've heard of you. You've done some great diving. It's a sunken pig boat off the Olympic Peninsula. S-type. Four men trapped alive in a forward compartment. I wonder why. Thompson Lung should get them out. Even out of the old S-boats. I don't know enough about submarines to answer that one. But the Admiral seems to think you do. Admiral who? Staley. It couldn't be Staley. Pretty sure that's what it was. <laughs> that's right. Mister, you don't know how right it is. You know, it's odd I haven't heard of you before, Wilson. Salvage work is my business. I thought I knew all the good divers. I've been on the beach. Anyway, I was never a civilian diver. Maybe? Yeah. Even then, I wasn't known as a diver. I was more of a sideline. Hmm. Been down very deep? Plenty. You don't have to worry about me. What's a former Navy man doing on the beach these days? That's my business. You concentrate on those guys breathing their guts out in that wrecked sub. Get ready for landing. That's Seattle below. Over there to the left, the destroyer that'll take you out to the scene of the wreck. Motorcycle escort is waiting at the field. They'll have you at the dock in ten minutes. Hold fast. John Wilson? At your service, Lieutenant. Admiral Staley's waiting for you aboard ship. Follow me, please. Hmm. A long time since I've been on one of these tin cans. Is that right? Admiral Staley? A two diver, sir. Good morning, Mr. Moran. Good morning, sir. Mr. Wilson? Good to have you aboard. Can't say I feel good being here. Then why did you come? I was told there are four men alive. They're important. In or out of the Navy? Yes, of course. Mr. Allen, you have orders to get on the way. Yes, sir. The sub was rammed yesterday afternoon a short distance from Port Angeles. We don't know exactly how it happened, except that it must have been running submerged coming into Puget Sound. A Coast Guard cutter sliced across it just forward to the conning tower. The sub went down immediately. Did you get anyone off? Six men out of the rear compartments using mumps and lungs, but they couldn't throw any light on the accident. None of them had been in the control room for some time preceding the collision. There's still four men forward. Alive for the time being. Oh, how do you know? The destroyer standing by over the sub and has been in touch with the trapped men through its sonic apparatus. One of the four is Lieutenant Commander Bell, the sub's skipper. I can't understand why the skipper should have been forward. Seems to be the same old trouble. You didn't understand before, either. We've got to get those men out. Naturally. And, of course, our first thought is for them. But there's another matter of great importance... The sub was carrying confidential papers, fleet. Those papers are needed in Washington. They must be retrieved. Wilson, you'd probably know where to find them. You, uh, you're well acquainted with the interior of the S-type. Look, I'll help free the men. I know what they're up against. But don't expect me to help with anything else. You're not in the Navy. I can't order you. But I'd hoped. I'd stop hoping, sir. 
I'd leave you and Moran to go over the charts. There's coffee and sandwiches on the table. If you want anything, just let me know. Thank you, sir. Moran, here. Look at this chart. That's where the sub went down. She's in about 144 feet of water. That's about as deep as a diver can go and expect to get results. Pressure should be about 60 tons. You see where she's lying? The very edge of an underwater reef. If she slips off that, she'll be in at least 35 fathoms. Too deep for any... Well, I'm going aft to look at the diving equipment. Coming? Oh, I think I'll stay here. You'll find Lieutenant Allen just outside the door. He plays nursemaid to the admiral. He'll show you around. Okay, thanks. Lieutenant Allen. Yes, sir. I'd like to see the diving equipment. Follow me, but watch your step. It's freezing over. It's getting pretty rough. I doubt if we're going to be able to do any diving in this blow. Yeah, but those men... Yeah, we'll do our best. And by the way, how long has Wilson been out of the Navy? Oh, about two years. Maybe a little more. I suppose he was in the submarine service. Oh, I thought he was working with you. Well, he is, but I just met him last night. Oh, I see. Wilson is one of the best skippers in the submarine fleet. Admiral Staley was then in command of that fleet. Now he's stationed in this area. What happened? Well, I don't know the whole story, only part of it. Wilson was in command of the submarine turn out of Boston. Was rammed by an army transport somewhere along the main coast. Went down with all the hands. Some miracle, Wilson escaped. He was the only one. And? Ordinarily, there would have been the usual inquiry. But Staley ordered a court-martial. Wilson was found guilty of negligence and discharged. Mm. Dishonorable? No, there was some doubt as to exactly what had happened. He was simply discharged as unfit. That's all I know. Oh, too bad. Well, here come Wilson and Admiral Staley. Let's go over the diving equipment and agree on the signals to be used. All right, sir. Everything ready, Mr. Allen? Yes, sir, everything. Are they still receiving messages from the trapped men, Admiral? Yes, they're still alive, but the air in the forward compartment's fouled and getting worse. They're in a bad way. I hope we can make it, sir. It's one of the worst gales I've seen. Well, Wilson, what do you think? It's your life, too. What's the difference where you get it? Okay, suits me, too. Let's get ready. There are four suits of heavy woolen underwear for each of you. Got enough socks, Lieutenant? There's as many pairs you can get on your feet. I've checked the diving suits and gloves. There are 80-pound lead belts and 30-pound lead shoes. The two-way telephone equipment is the best in the Navy. We're gonna need it. Okay, let's get into these monkey suits. There's no decompression tank on board, just in case. Yeah, I know. Take it plenty easy ascending. We get the bends out here. There's no tank to save us. I know. Shall we go down together? You're the boss. We'd better. And stay at my side. Don't lose sight of me at any time. Right. Okay. Both helmets. Testing telephone. Okay. Clear. Standing by to lower away. Right. Can you hear me, Wilson? Yeah, fine. On deck. Make the first drop at least 20 feet and we'll be smashed against the side of the boat. 20 feet it is, sir. All ready? All ready. You ready, Wilson? Yep. Rick. Lower away. Lower away it is, sir. Pressure building up in helmet. Valving air. Getting cold. Steady the stage, he'll shake us off. 
Compensate for the ground swells. Steady it is, sir. Descending rapidly. Fifteen feet. Eighteen. Twenty feet. Drop for another twenty feet. Leave the stage at that level. We'll step off from there. Take it easy. Try to hold it steady. Twenty feet it is. Okay, hold. Holding. Steady now. Reach for the line leading to the sub, Wilson. Right. I'm starting down. You follow. Pressure very great. Cold intense. Pretty dark. On deck, ease the lines. Sub right below me. Take it easy. Easy it is, sir. We're down. Wilson, have you any idea where we are? I think we're after the conning tower. We'll have to make our way forward. Okay. Follow me. Be careful you don't step into that gash in the hull. Top side. Top side. Gash starts at conning tower. Goes all the way forward. Slice the hull open like cheese. Superstructure, peel back. Hey, Wilson, be careful of the jacket edges. When we rip our suits, the pressure will smash us like jelly. Take your time. Find a single man inside. R. Okay. They're answering. Okay. Air. Bad. Escape. Hatch. Jam. Wilson. Yeah, Ward? Looks pretty hopeless. Yeah, I heard. They've got to try anyway. Have to cut superstructure away with an underwater torch. Topside. Topside. Send an air hose and a cutting torch down. Air hose and cutting torch coming down. Admiral says you can't stay down more than an hour. It'll probably kill you. Tell the Admiral we like it down here fine. Admiral says... Slow the chatter. Send down the air hose and cutting torch. They're on their way. Watch for I'll grab Moran. You see if the air connection on the sub is damaged. No, I looked at it before. It's clear, thank the Lord. Here comes the torch and the air hose. I'll take the hose and attach it. You follow with the cutting torch. Air hose attached. Men wrapping message. Men almost. Frozen. Hurry. Here's the torch, Moran. We'll take turns at it. Keep your fingers crossed. Meantime, you better exercise. You'll freeze stiff. Look, the flame's cutting into the steel. Eighth wonder of the world. Sparks at the bottom of the ocean. Topside. Topside. Cutting steel with torch. This'll take about an hour. Stand by. <laughs> Suggest we come up. Been down two hours. How do you feel? My blood's a frozen mass, but we can't go up. If we do, those men die. Topside. We're staying. Can't dive twice in the same day. 
The men will be dead by tomorrow if we don't get them out now. How are you coming? Almost through superstructure. We're through. Topside, we're through. Now, if we can push it away from the hatch, we're all set. Come on, Wilson. Heave. Okay. Come on. She's clear. Wilson, wrapping up message. Hatch, clear. Blood, compartment. Come, out, in, Bonson, lungs. I hope they remember Navy instructions, Ward. Do not hold breath. Fatal. Breathe naturally. Rise to surface slowly. Topside. They're opening hatch. Here comes one. He's excited. Waving his arms, the fool. Wilson's grabbing him. Holding him to calm down. Okay, he's let him go. If that fool had held his breath for a second, he'd be dead when you fished him out. Tell that kid he owes his life to Wilson. Right, we'll Two more out of the sub. On their way up. Here comes the skipper. That's the four of them. Admiral, there's here to come up. Both of you. What's he think we're going to do? Walk to Australia? Making way to lead line. Watch for signals. Can hardly walk. Legs and arms almost paralyzed. Take us up 20 feet at a time. And wait a half hour each time. When you're in standing stage, exercise hard. Get to the nitrogen. Bottles out of your blood. Thanks. Never knew a diver should do that. Have plenty of coffee ready. Just got hot water bottles in your bed. Waiting for we're going to need massaging for two or three hours. We're all ready for you. Got any rum in that medicine cabinet? I said, we're all ready for you. Good morning, Moran. Wilson? Good morning, sir. Did you rest well? Men did a fine job yesterday. We appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Wilson, would you mind explaining once more how you lost the turn? Thought we went over that two years ago. I'd like to hear it again, if you don't mind. Okay. They're running at periscope depth off the coast of Maine. The weather was bad. I saw the army transport a few miles off, crossing our course. I started planing for the surface, but at that moment we struck something and smashed the periscopes. We were blind then. So I ordered the course changed, but evidently the transport changed course as well. So we planed for the surface, smack under it, and collided. The sub broke in two. I found myself on the surface. I was the only survivor. Yes, that's the way you told it before. But the coincidence of damaging your periscopes at that instant is almost too great to believe. And you didn't believe it. You recommended court-martial. In view of the facts, then at my disposal, was the only way open to me. Yeah, the Navy way. Wilson, would you dive again for those papers on the sub? <laughs> Not on your life. The sub shifted during the night. The grappling line went out another three or four fathoms. I'd ask Moran to make a dive, but he's not familiar with the sub. And with the added four fathoms of water to contend if with... If I refuse, you'll put it up to Moran and I'd have no choice. So I'll get your lousy papers. If they weren't important, you can be sure I wouldn't ask the favor of you. Even for the Navy. All right, all right. Where are they? The papers are locked in a small steel trunk in the radio operator's cabin. I know where it is. I'm ready to go down at noon. And now, if you don't mind, 
I'll get some more sleep. Wilson, can you hear me over the phones? Yeah, Moran. Good luck, Wilson. I'll be standing by. Okay, thanks. Okay, on stage. Lower away. Lower away it is, sir. Take him down 20 feet and wait for his signal. Hold it steady. Steady it is, sir. Okay, topside. Lower another 20 feet. That's it. Take it easy. Pressure increasing. Getting much colder. I can use another dozen pair of socks and gloves. Twenty feet it is. Okay, hold it there. Stepping out here. Hold her even. Going down the line. Might be sliding down the fire pole when I was a kid. Only it's colder. Okay, on the sub. I'm afraid he went down too fast. She's on a 30-degree angle over the edge of the cliff. Good push and she'll go over. Entering radio compartment. Yeah, mess in here. Sighted trunk. Picked up safe. Hey, ask the admiral if he's got lead in this box. Heavy can hardly lift. Okay, take up slack in the grappling line. Guide me out. He's got the trunk of the grappling line fastened to it. Winch it in slowly, but don't put too much load on it. Wilson has to guide it through the passage to the gash in the hull. Yes, sir. Easing in slack gently. Okay. She's clear. Pull her up. Pull her up it is. Winching in. Full power. Here she comes, Admiral. Here's your trunk. I'm mighty glad to get that trunk. Fine work. Hey, Moran. Telephone. No response from Wilson. Only a pounding vibration. All right. Here. Come here. Give me that phone. Wilson. Wilson. Answer, are you in trouble? Answer, please. If you can't talk, tug on your line. Signal in some way. Something's wrong. I'm going down. Get that diving suit ready. as usual. 20 feet and then wait a few minutes. Another 20 feet and I'll step off. Okay, lower away. Lower away it is, sir. Hold it steady. Steady. First 20 feet. Okay, I won't wait. I'm stepping off. Grabbing Wilson's line. Sliding down. Watch my air pressure. I'm going down fast. Wilson's lines go inside sub. Going in. He's nowhere in sight. Oh, the lines run out to sea again. I'm following. Stay. Have another diver ready in case we need help. Yes, sir. Standing by. Outside sub. Wilson's lines disappear overhead. Oh, I think I know what's happened. There, there he is, about ten feet above the sub, spread eagle in the water. Just reached him. Leading off the pressure through the exhaust port in his helmet. Is he okay, sir? He's almost unconscious. What happened to him? 
When Wilson left the sub, he didn't know his lines were fouled. Got too much air. Ballooned out his suit so that he couldn't bend his arms. In another few seconds, his body would have been smashed to a pulp and jammed up in his helmet. What's the matter, sir? I'm talking to keep from falling. It's a terrible thing to see a man's eyes blinded with creeping death. But he's coming out of it now. He just managed a weak smile. Pressure's lessening. We're descending slowly back toward the submarine. Wilson's able to bend his arms now. He'll be able to stand in a second. Okay, topside. He's on his feet. He'll be able to hold on to the conning tower while I free the foul lines in the sub. We'll come in slowly. A lot of decompressing to do on the way. Don't look for us for about three hours. Stand by with help for Wilson when we reach the surface. Order's received, sir. Entire crew giving you more the cheer. Good luck. And get that bottle of rum out of the medicine cabinet. Yes, sir. We'll have everything waiting for you, sir. Well, a lot's happened in the last few days, huh, Moran? Sure did, fellow. Nice hospital. Good treatment. The uh, nurse tells me we're going to have company in a few minutes. Yeah? Who? Oh, Lieutenant Allen, the skipper of the sunken sub, and... Yeah, well, look for yourself. Here they come. Uh, Staley. Ah, he's a great old guy. Not half as gruff and unfriendly as he looks. Uh, good evening, Moran. Good evening, Mr. Wilson. Good yeah. evening. You're both pretty well banged up, so I won't waste any of your time. Moran, you have the unending thanks and gratitude of the Navy. You did an exceptionally fine job. Thank you, sir. And, Wilson, it was a tremendous thing you did, going down after those papers, especially in view of your last connection with the Navy. Ah, stow it. The sub you were working on for me was sunk in almost the identical manner you testified your ship was lost. Lieutenant Commander Bell was entering the harbor at periscope depth to escape the wave action of the storm. Flotsam of some sort fouled his periscopes. He was traveling blind when the collision occurred. The crash propelled him forward and saved his life. You stated your periscopes were damaged and that you were thrown clear. Odd coincidence, isn't it? Very odd. But anything can happen in the Navy. I have a telegram here. I'd like to read it in part. The most important part. Reinstatement granted. You know what that means? Yes. But I don't understand it. Commander... John Wilson. The day you are discharged from this hospital, report aboard my ship for duty. Yes, sir. Anything can happen in the Navy. You have heard H. Werner Dixon's story, Two of a Kind. Adapted for Author's Playhouse by Margaret Hollywell and directed by Mr. Harry Bubeck. <laughs> Mr. Rye Billsbury was heard as Ward Moran. Mr. William Everett as John Wilson. Others in the cast of Authors Playhouse tonight were Mr. James Goss, Mr. George Caesar, and Mr. Sidney Mason. The musical score was written by Dr. Roy Shield, and the orchestra was conducted by Joseph Galicchio. 
Next week, same time, same station, Author's Playhouse will bring you Ben Lucian Berman's colorful tale of a riverboat feud, Minstrel of the Mist. This is the National Broadcasting Company. That's the show for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. You can find more from Authors Playhouse, Relic Radio Thrillers, all the other podcasts, and thousands of other old-time radio episodes at the website, relicradio.com. While you're there, you can donate through the website if you'd like to help support this and all of the shows. It's how all of this is made possible. My thanks, as always, to those who have. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back next Friday with another episode of Relic Radio Thrillers.